Second Timothy chapter 1, and let's encourage ourselves in the mysteries that are revealed to us in the gospel as Paul sought to encourage Timothy to not be ashamed of the gospel, but to boldly preach it as Paul preached it. There are things that the rest of the world does not know that we learn from the Bible, and they're called mysteries. They're not mysteries to us because the Bible tells us about them, but they're mysteries to others who do not have the Spirit of God nor the Word of God to know these things that are freely given to us of God. If the princes of this world had known that Jesus of Nazareth was the Son of God, they wouldn't have touched Him. First Corinthians chapter 2 teaches us that. And we know Him, and He is here with us this morning. And we get to delight in Him from His Word. We get to celebrate Him at His table. We are blessed abundantly. Follow these words with me in Second Timothy chapter 1. Let's go all the way back to verse 6 as the Apostle encourages his understudy, Timothy. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. Amen and amen. The Apostle Paul was a great preacher, teacher, and apostle to the Gentiles of this wonderful mystery that cannot be understood except from the Word of God. Can't be found anywhere else. No one else knows about it. Natural men can't understand it, and they count it foolishness. But it's the truth of the universe as to why this earth exists and why there is among the 7.5 billion people that populate it a group of people that he has set his purpose and grace upon before the world began. And it's about the Lord Jesus Christ, because the 10th verse tells us that this mystery is now made manifest by the appearing of the Son of God. The Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, appears in the earth, abolishes death, and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And so, Timothy, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, It doesn't matter that I'm in prison. Look what he says in chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Jesus was raised from the dead. We have a leader of our religion that was raised from the dead. Who wants to match us? Islam? Buddha? Hindus? American Indians? Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David, that means he's a royal king, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble. Yes, I'm in prison. I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds. 
But the word of God is not bound. So Timothy, remember this is a pastoral epistle. Plenty of encouragement. And I hope that it's encouragement for all of us as well today. Let us rejoice in the word of God. Let us rejoice in the gospel. Let us rejoice in that good news about the Lord Jesus Christ of the seed of David that was raised from the dead who has brought life and immortality to light after abolishing death by taking death on frontward, faceward, and the cross of Calvary and defeating it. And so we'll celebrate that as we close out the epistle to the Romans, and then we will come to the Lord's table later today to celebrate His death for us, in which He abolished the second death, He abolished the claims of our vital death, and He destroyed legal death, and He gives us practical life and the more abundant life as we submit to that gospel. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, we are upon earth, so our words are few when we come before Thee. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth. We love Thy name. O Lord Jehovah, I am that I am. And we love the name that is above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, before whom every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that He is Lord to Your glory and honor. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that He was of the seed of David. So there is a kingdom in this world, a kingdom like David saw over, but this is greater. It is the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was formed in the days of the Roman government. And it hit the colossal image of this world's empires in the feet and dashed them into pieces. And they were blown away like the chaff of the threshing floor. And your kingdom has filled the earth. We know that at this day, there are those on the island of Tonga, in Tahiti, in Malaysia, the island state of Singapore, the land of Nigeria, Turkey, and other places, almost without number, that assemble this day to worship Thee. We are thankful to have an outpost and a church of Your kingdom here in this place. And Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the gospel that is the good news and glad tidings of things done before the world began. We are able to look back in time from the pages of Scripture and see things that were done in eternity past in which You set Your affection and Your purpose and Your grace upon us. You have saved us and called us with an holy calling. And Heavenly Father, You have now made it manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. And we are thankful to know Him. And we pray that His presence and His power and His grace will be around us and among us and in us this day. Heavenly Father, our hearts are cold. Our minds are haughty and distracted. Our flesh is weak. But Thou art mighty. Thou art the Almighty God. There is no limit 
nor is there any hindering to your power. And we pray and ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would speak the word and inflame our hearts and direct our minds and incline our thoughts after the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee that we Gentiles have been grafted in to your kingdom and the tree of your holy nation. And we're thankful for your mercy toward us. And yet, we do not want to be high-minded this morning, but to fear, lest through unbelief we could lose such privileges. Oh, Lord, be with us now. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for our nation and the government over it. And we pray for those rulers at the local level to the federal level to have wisdom and to be protected from their enemies and to do great works on behalf of your people. We pray for the peace of this Babylon, that in her peace, that is in the peace of the United States of America, we might have peace. Heavenly Father, we pray for your servants and saints in every place as always, that you would be with them as we ask you to be with us, that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified throughout the world this day. We are thankful for the abundance of all things. We are most of all thankful for the forgiveness of sins. We have no claim. We have no right. We have no worth to be in your presence, in your house, to sing your praise, or to have an interest at the table of the Lord. And we thank the Heavenly Father for that grace and purpose, mercy, and salvation that was given to us in Christ Jesus. It's in His name that we humble ourselves before Thee, confessing our sins and asking Your blessing upon our worship. In Jesus' name, Amen.